So we're back with another collab between Dick Talk and Mimosas and Cancelled for Maintenance podcast. I was waiting for the meow so I can go, sheesh. <laughs> That's what, at the end. What are we talking oh, about today, you. guys? So the clap. The clap. The clap, yes. <laughs> and, and it's good safe. to be deficient in the clap. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. The clap. So today we'll talk about work stereotypes. Mm. Like uh stereotypes of women being in certain places, stereotypes of men being in certain places. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the kitchen. Like the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Kidding, you know what though? I just spent I was up till like Midnight last night, baking baking rosemary bread. So which that's true. Bring, yeah, you didn't bring I, press. Why did you bring I'm any rosemary sorry. bread, sir? Oh, that's fault. very selfish. My <laughs> fault. See, even Selena is crying I know. because I'm really, I, that's what I'm most sorry about. Is that yeah. the cat Make me a sandwich. <laughs> you, know, you know, I totally feel for that bread because before I left, I actually made some fried rice for for nine before I left. Like, I'm not gonna eat any of this, but whatever. At least you get breakfast. Oh, <laughs> that's sp- true. Was, was love. There spam in it? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my gosh. By the way, I never have spam, but of course I went to Hawaii and I had all the spam of the world. You had spam? Yes, like every day, and I feel like it's still in my gut. And then what did you have for breakfast? Spam. And dick. Spam. (laughs) So yeah, spam is on the balcony. Camping and you make it over like it's like grilled (laughs) spam. It's Mm -hmm. actually pretty good. But Uh, if you're in Hawaii, mm -hmm. girl. Yeah. Why? Because that's that's like, that's, that's, that, that's the number that's one import of Hawaii is spam. spam. That's like literally their thing. Yeah, I don't eat Hawaii. I mean, I don't eat spam here. You know, <laughs> it's not the healthiest. Did you have a lot years. of poke while you were out there? Yes. Oh my god, I'm such a snob now. Like I had poke like two days ago, and I'm like, oh, it's not like Hawaii. Well, <laughs> if you ever happen to make your way to the Animal Valley, there's a fancy poke restaurant called Poke Junction. That's ours. Can I just say I love it when a man cooks because mm. I mean it's you know is that a stereotype? It, a t- stereotypically, it is a women are supposed one, to cook, but like nowadays it's becoming <laughs> m- more and more common for a man to know mm-hmm. how to cook, you know, yeah. with respect. And uh, so I really love it when a man knows how to cook. I don't know how to cook, but I will show any man up that needs to hang something on a wall or um, <laughs> write like a handyman, <laughs> handy woman, handy woman. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to cook great, but there's like, I have like, like three tricks. I can make enough for it to be edible, but what I really like to do is bake. I bake a lot of stuff. Aww. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. See, I don't know how to bake. Why is that cute? It's cute because you don't normally associate a man with baking. So it's especially rare. one who looks like me. It's rare. Man bear pig. In my yeah. in my own experience, it's rare for a man to bake. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like cooking, that's becoming more common. I feel like I men are very like, men bakers. I'm going to throw on a steak on the grill. And that's how you show like, you know, mm-hmm. my masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's get some dead cow on the grill. And, that's and very be, masculine. And it's got to be rare too, right? It has to yeah. be. It has to like, be mooing. Yeah. Medium mooing rare. Mm-hmm. That's a little too. Like, I grew up with my dad well, barbecuing a lot of chicken yeah. and steak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I know is like men barbecue. And that's yeah. very manly and masculine. Yeah. yeah. And I still do that too. Like, I'll still grill chicken or, or carne mm-hmm. asada or yeah. whatever else. But like, I, I do like, to me, there's nothing better than a good homemade bread. So I'll, I'll admit, like, what else uh, do you bake? So I'm mostly bread. Mostly breads. I do like cheddar biscuits. I made a Ooh. a uh, it was in like a skillet. So I made it in skillet. But it was like a blueberry 
tart crumble thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do it in the skillet on the stove. I mean, stove I know top. it has a stove. And then you, <laughs> <laughs> and then put it in the oven to finish it off or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, I wish I knew earlier, but uh, a restaurant that I love and they've had breakfast from a lot down the street from my old house, still close by friends and family. Okay. They mm-hmm. break, they break, they bake all of their bread and all of their pastries and stuff in there. It is fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Can confirm. That's awesome. Can confirm. It's, it's, you're baking the like, belt oh. sandwich. It's bacon, egg, lettuce, mm. tomato, avocado mm. on their own bread. Yeah. All, like, it's fucking. I got to tell you, the Instapot is the way to go too. What's, the, have, what's an Instapot? It's, crock pot? it's like a, like a crock pot, cooker? but a pressure cooker. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and yeah. So mm-hmm. I use that a lot too. And so I'll throw like either ribs in there or some vegetables. You can do rice in it or whatever mm-hmm. else. But if you put like meat in there, uh, marinate meat and put it in there and then you just hit, oh, hit go and hit the timer me. and then and basically <laughs> like you go to the gym a few hours come back <laughs> and and it builds up pressure and it's cooking it. in there and then you release the pressure take it out and it, the meat just falls apart oh, you know so, i'll admit yeah. i've done something like that but for really stew good. you know like soup oh i love stew right? and it's like oh. 20 minutes tops bing and then oh, here we go like soup for like six people my, my sister came down like two weeks ago. She lives out in Vegas. and Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to Vegas next week. So I'm just like, Are what you? part of Vegas? I was, I was <laughs> contemplating going next week as well. Really? Well, usually she, stays, um, she lives in Henderson. She's a speech pathologist. Oh. Hey. Yeah. So we uh, we usually go out and stay with her or whatever. But um, she can't, she had this. She gets all her these recipes off this website called Half-Baked Harvest. Oh. And it was this like... Uh, Thai dish was rice noodles, these different uh, veggies, water chestnuts, chicken, and then um, it had like a spicy peanut sauce that went with it. If you're not allergic to peanuts, I love spicy peanut sauce. Oh, that was killer. Not allergic to peanuts at all. (laughs) Penis. 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 Neither. We love the penis. I mean, peanuts. Wait. Wait, wait, wait a minute, hold on. Wait, 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 Indiana Jones had one. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about that, but also He's talk a real about man. like a I. Yeah. I actually worked in the um, auto industry for six years. Really? Yeah. So I, I when I was nineteen years old, I started working for BMW in their service department. Then I worked okay. for Honda. Then bougie. I worked oh, for I get a little less bougie. Yeah. bougie yeah. All of them back to bougie. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what did you do? Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. I worked in the service department, but. Cat screaming back there. I know how you feel. Okay. I worked in the okay. service department. <laughs> but um, so I never really had a problem with it. Like me, like performing that job. It was basically like a receptionist, set up appointments or things like that. But mm-hmm. a lot of people that would call in, especially with people with high-end cars, they don't believe that a woman knows anything about cars. Mm. So like, let's say someone needed to know how to like uh someone had like a like a light on on their dash Mm -hmm. and i would be like oh this is how you reset it they're like let me talk to a man it's like no i'm literally i was trained yeah on Mm -hmm. this like Like, i've been i'm around these cars all the time like i know how to do this and a lot of times the thing is you're a woman you don't know what you're talking about 
And the funny thing was, is that like, um, so for example, for like BMW and for actually, no, for all the dealerships that I worked at, the manager was always like on the office next door. So I would just like put them on hold and be like, yo, this guy is like being obnoxious. They, you know, they're being ridiculous. So they would pick up the call and the manager or supervisor, whatever, would tell them the exact same thing I told them. <laughs> and it would be like, oh, okay, thanks. Cool. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. second opinion. Yeah. yeah. From a man. Yeah. Uh, so wow. it's not, it's not really, like your second opinion from so, a doctor or anything like that. Yeah. What was it like to, because I would assume a lot of your coworkers were males. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. There was a lot of sexual harassment, mm-hmm. oh, a lot, yeah. mm-hmm. um, especially because in the service department, it was always girls. Like there was never like a, in the know, service department, service department where like the girls like setting the appointments. Yeah, it yeah, it yeah. was well, like a call center. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Cause most of the dealerships that I've done, like Toyota up where I live at or whatever yeah. else, even the Ford dealership up there, mm-hmm. it's all females in the service yeah. department. All the girls yeah. that answer the phones, it's all yeah. female or yeah. at least my experience. And but, I thought it was, maybe it's cause one of those, it's more. Pleasing to, pleasing to the ear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd rather listen to you than listen to me on the phone. <laughs> Hello? You know what I mean? it's Hello? What do you want? Okay, what do you want? What's All your right. problem? Friday at 11. I can't make, you can't make that time? Too bad. Fuck yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to hear but me. But yeah. it's like someone like, uh, Anna, hello, how can I help you? Oh. Hi. What's no. wrong with your carburetor? <laughs> uh, your car doesn't have Oh my God, I need a new one. Yeah. Sell me a new one, please. There was a lot of times that um, it would be like from both ends, like um, harassment from not just my coworkers, but from um, clients, like clients, people yeah. that would yeah. drop with their car. Customers. Yeah. I remember I had, there was a time where this guy brought his BMW and there was a lot of things wrong with it. So his car was there for like maybe like a couple of weeks. And this is way back in the days of like AOL and instant messaging. He would message me pictures of him and his wife having sex. Ew. What? Yeah. What the fuck? At the BMW dealership. And you know, like back then, like I wouldn't, because I was young. Because I started that job. I was a customer? Yeah. I was 19 when that happened. So I was, I I didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to lose my job because I thought like, if I report this, they're going to feel, they're going to think that I caused this. So Isn't that I'm a just, beautiful space to be in as a woman too? Yeah. Something that you yeah. don't want to happen to you that is inappropriate yeah. you, and you still feel responsible for it happening. Yeah, exactly. that it's likely that people will think that you are responsible mm-hmm. for it. And that is a shitty, shitty place to be in. Mm-hmm. Could you like had like a, a male coworker, you trust him like, Hey man, can you like report this for me instead? Um, like I, I've I been in that situation before at work be where honest. somebody's like, somebody's like, man, I want to say something, but I'm afraid. I'm like, I'm not afraid to say anything. I, I'll go do it I for you. Say, you know I'm that mean? person. I yeah. was in yeah. automotive class in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of my high school years. And it was the same shit. It's like, I was the only girl in my mm-hmm. whole high school that was in uh, automotive class. And it was of course the same shit, right? It was like, my, my name is permanently like toots and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. And I, I'm grateful because my, teacher the automotive teacher in my school uh was very much like straightforward about like no tolerance with this shit and most of the time i didn't say shit but uh not out of like fear i i just like dealt it back you know yeah mm-hmm. and there's a few times where he just like straight up you're you're just out like you are removed from this class for the rest of the year because mm-hmm. i'm not tolerating this bullshit mm-hmm. which yeah. is great and it, maybe it just fueled my fire for not not tolerating shit like that well you shouldn't like yeah. who wants to see at 19, some dude and his his wife having sex. Like, what? 
Yeah, like yeah. the little pop you, you, up like you, in the corner of like your yeah. No, like, like hindsight being twenty twenty, but I think about it, I'm like, okay, that's when I just find random dick pics on the internet and send it back. Oh, <laughs> hey, thanks for the video. Check this out. You know, but then, and of then, course she would be blamed. I'm sure. Yeah. Why yeah. yeah. like, yeah. so are you sending the customer dick pics? Like they're not oh. even my dick though. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> one. Yeah, like I have a lot of them, but not this isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, for as far as that concerned, right? We're talking about like uh, clients and coworkers who are men. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had stereotypes like that, but from other women? You know what I mean? Like women clients say, like, "Oh, I can't trust you. You're, you for sure don't know what you're talking about." Right? Well, who was talking? Well, we had somebody on a guest once, and they were talking about in the military, like. They had oh, it was with the last the episode with the with the girls. And they were saying they went to like their female superiors for like mm-hmm. help, and they were worse to them than what was actually yeah. happening in, to the female side of it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm so, like, like did I'm you, sure did I've you have, received like, it. Women but... who were older than you in there who like you tried to talk to, and they made you feel You're worse. Like, this about is how it. it is. You just have yeah, to you just have to deal with it. Yeah. Um. No, the only example that I have that is maybe close to that, but it's not so much about a stereotype. I mean, it could be a stereotype. So that particular dealership in um, the BMW dealership, when I was 19 years old, I was in the service department. I was making 12 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and I was doing a lot because I was like pretty much assistant to the manager. So I was doing a lot and I was coming in on weekends. I was running reports. I was doing everything. I remember the greeter, this older lady, she was like maybe 40. She was the greeter. She didn't do shit. Her job was to have a clipboard, cross off the names of the appointments, direct them to like the parts department to pick up their car or the car wash because we had a free car wash. And I remember um, I found out she told me that she was making 19 bucks an hour. What? So when I went, yeah, back then there was a lot. So when I went back to my manager and I'm like, why is she making more money for doing like a tenth of what I do? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, she's a mom. <gasps> I'm like, shut the fuck up. What does that matter? What yeah. the fuck yeah, does that matter? matter? How do you know I'm not? You know, right? Maybe. Why, yeah. why is that? Oh, what if I got problems? Yeah, right? what if, yeah I got problems too. What if I got medical bills and shit? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what? Exactly. I'm a full time student paying like, for my parents' pay. cancer yeah. treatment. Like, yeah, right, yeah. You, and we all got stories, you know, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? So I actually left for that reason because I asked them, I'm like, you will either match this mm-hmm. or um, I'm going to quit. So they yeah. didn't match it and I ended up leaving in good terms. But I mean, it wasn't from, from her, it was you know, from the managers, but I just thought that was pretty shitty. You don't have a kid, so you don't deserve to get paid. So I got a, I got something for that, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, as far as like my uh, profession, male nurses, they, they get, a, they get a lot of crap. I will say Do they really? Why? What they kind do? of crap? Well, just because like. Well, who um, are they getting crap from? Yeah. Yeah. Is it female nurses or is it their it friends outside it of work? It could be nurses. It could be patients. So a lot of times the patients will be like well, are you like, why are you just a nurse? Like, why don't you want to be a doctor or something? Mm-hmm. Interesting. But mm-hmm. a lot of times women, and I'm at fault for this. Women will equate men with power or strength. So like, mm-hmm. let's say for example, if I have a heavy patient, I'm not going to look for this scrawny little nurse. I'm going to look for the male. Even if he's the same height as me, I'm banking on the fact that maybe he has more power and strength to like help me turn a patient or move him. So that's like kind of like the stereotype that I would say as far as like. I bet I can turn more patients than those guys can. Yeah. And (laughs) 
Um, there's this guy that I follow on Instagram. He is a male nurse that has kind of like a big following. He is fucking ripped because he's also a bodybuilder, but he is massive. And I guess there's something going on in Detroit. What's happening? Mm. Riot something. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're like from that Because you grew side. up on 8 Mile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Midwest. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a roll one So I feel like you're area. like our correspondent for Detroit. Detroit. We're from the Oak I mean, technically you're closer No, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying like she's from like that. <laughs> you know, for all my news from that area, I feel like Amanda covers Amanda. that. <laughs> Jurisdiction. Yes, exactly. Midwest. Like you would be like Texas, like down here. I'm like... Over here. Okay. I don't know. We all have a quadrant. Yeah. <laughs> should know everything about it. Yours is the whole Pacific. Right, the whole uh-huh. Pacific. Point uh-huh. is, apparently gotcha. something is happening, some riots. Something is going on where this guy took a contract and he was showing on his Instagram that he straight up told them during the interview. He's like, with everything that's about to happen in Detroit, you need a male my size in your ER. Because all the bullshit that's going to go down... Like I need, I, I not only double as a nurse, but I'm also a security guard Wow! because of, you know, his size and his massiveness. So I'm my friend, I was telling you, that's the, one of the head RNs up where I live at. Mm-hmm. She said they have a couple of big guys, especially like on the weekend nights, mm-hmm. because if they get some dude who's strung out on meth that comes in there yep. mm-hmm. and like they're, they're that superhuman strength. And he's yeah. like, you need those two people alone just to hold one dude down. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, cause otherwise they go off the freaking deep end. Yeah. I mean, how wild is that meant to have a bouncer in an ER? A bouncer yeah. in the ER. I mean, well, that's, that's basically what yeah. they are. Like, the bouncer, like, yo, you need to Well, you get the home ambulance. It rolls up. They roll up, push their friend who's been shot or stabbed yep. out of the car, yep. and they nope. peel it off, happens. and that guy's just laying there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, my friend works in a um, trauma ER in Long Beach, and she says that. <laughs> she's like, they just. Yeah, push them out. Them out. Mm-hmm. Get out, you're shot, stab, deal with it. Yeah. Bye. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. I will acknowledge mm-hmm. the healthy masculine energy. And if that is required in a job, then that's something to take a look at. I mean, for that particular instance, mm-hmm. that's something to consider. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's like, like in, in particular. But she might be more expect, qualified or experienced on the medical yeah, side of correct, it. But they're right. going to hire that dude. Just because, because of the, just because of the meth heads. Because of the situation <laughs> right. that's yes. going on. Because he yeah. can squat. Like, I'll fucking right. squat. We're going to see her in six months from now. She's going to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's taking my job. <laughs> What's it like for women in aircraft maintenance? Ooh. Oh, yeah. You want to kick that off, friend? So, <laughs> so like we were talking offline, women in aviation typically do very well. Mm-hmm. Um. They, is it because their little scrawny girl hands can reach into no, things? No, what I mean is they, 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 do, they don't Grab stay. those parts that fell where you can't reach them? I mean, That's how I do suppositories. In some instances. In you some, know? No, they used to spin their heads and things. That's why everyone fucking suck it where I can't yeah. reach it. I mean, in some instances, like, like, and I have short arms. In some instances, I get like, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm stuck. Okay. I can't get any further. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you would be able to reach up in there a little further and get your nah, fingers. she can't reach further. Or yeah, smaller. Right, but but she might even be able to wedge her shoulder in. I can the dislocate it. Just, yeah. All she needs is mm-hmm. all she needs is two more inches. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't we all? Don't we all? Two inches will make a difference. So, yes. But typically what I mean is that they do very well is that they don't stay on the floor or the hangar floor very long. They mm-hmm. move into management roles. What do you do on the, on the hangar floor? That's where all the maintenance yeah. happens, where oh, all the work okay. happens. So okay. the hangar is the where the aircraft's parked and okay. where all the wrench churning goes on. 
But females typically move into management roles pretty quick. They don't oh, stay around on the mm-hmm. on the floor very long. They kind of move up. And why? Because it's more of a male dominated industry. So a lot of times, Michael busting. So a lot of times, well, and a lot of times, men are pretty crude and uh, too coarse mm-hmm. for managerial white collar, especially in that field. So girls are more refined so they put them into those and it's again it's more pleasing right if you mm-hmm. have to go and present to the director of the program or whatever right. these different reports they'd rather hear it from one of you rather than hear it from me mm-hmm. and that's sort of sexist in a way i guess thinking about it as well yeah but mm-hmm. that's how it is and not mm-hmm. that they're not qualified for the job females in aviation typically are more some educated of smartest, some yeah. of the smartest they're more educated than the males the males do enough to get the license to work mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. But the females mm-hmm. come in with the license and the bachelor's or master's or whatever else mm-hmm. degree. So and, and a lot and a lot of the women in the aviation industry like to uplift each other. Yes. Right. Because mm-hmm. it is I, I'll so say small. 50 50 of that, right? It's so small, you're it's already a small industry, and then you have so little of women in it. I think like seven percent total oh. uh pilots, uh engineers, techs, all that. It's just about 7%, give or take. Mm-hmm. So they're all about like boosting each other up. You want to be a mech? Great. You want to be a pilot? Great. Let's walk you through the steps. Um, you got this, like, girl. A lot of our yeah. biggest supporters for our, our podcast are females. Women. Have been women. Really? Right? Like, I would say yeah. 80% of it is women. Yeah. yeah. And so And so like we would have wow. like uh, pilots, for we instance. We like we're shocked, but yet our listener base is all men. I, I wish we could say the same, but it's about 70 Percent men, thirty percent women. It's, it's like eighty percent, completely seventy-five percent. Yeah. What yeah. you would yeah. think, and most yeah. of our guests, matter of fact, have been women. But do you think? Yeah. Wow. yeah, but do you think that's because? Do you think it's because wanting to get into men don't want to support men, right? And women maybe don't want to support like, like an intimidation. Like it's intimidating. Like if I support you and elevate you, yeah, I'm somehow lowering myself. And the male thing too, right? Egos are huge in, in men. So it's like, Absolutely. oh, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't promote them because what is mm-hmm. that doing for me? I can't do that. It right. makes me so, look soft, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, like for pilots, for instance, we've had women pilots tell us that grown-ass men would step off the plane when they find out the pilot's a woman. Mm-hmm. Like flat out, like, oh, a woman's flying this? I'm out. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that happens more than often. There's a bunch that were like that. And there's like, what's the damn difference? They know how to, Throw it in the full, pull up on the stick, and you're in the air. What's yeah. the damn difference? Right. Oh, because they can't even drive. That's another oh, stereotype, too. I, I will fucking fight any man that thinks he can drive better than me. It's like, sorry. They can't drive. I so am bad. the best parallel parker you have met. <laughs> Bitch, I will fight you. Uh, okay, okay. I'm right. pretty good myself, but all right. right but imagine Point that, right? Point is, you so know, like, we're women. Yeah. 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 So like, they really think, they have this in their mind, like, oh, she, they're emotional drivers. They can't possibly fly a plane, let alone fix one. Right. Like, it's like me? Anchorman. Like, now, one of the, another bears. stereotype for women in aviation is that um, they move, they get moved into management only because they're a woman, because they can't do, they yep. can't do what everybody else is doing on the floor. You can't lift as much. You can't, oh. you know, you, you, you don't take the time to learn what the job is. You just kiss enough ass to move on up. Or how, that's another big, or here's right? another one for you ladies, uh, is they only got there because they blew their way to the top. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Now I'm gonna flip this a little bit. On the psychological side, like in order for them to take advantage of that, there had to be somebody of influence to give guess, that out. Yeah, we right? guess, man. <laughs> right? Well, and if that's what happened, 
they were just smart enough to play the game and beat it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, what's worse? The the women who took advantage of the one who was trying to take advantage of the new girl mm-hmm. or whatever and say this for that. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I agree. And and it's funny because yeah, I think like so if it's a male dominated field and a woman does well, it's the stereotype that she used some kind of sexual prowess to get to where she was successful. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, I think with a more female dominated career, whether it's mm-hmm. nursing or with children, if there's a man in that field, all of a sudden he's like a fucking pussy or he's mm-hmm. gay or he's whatever. Oh, yeah. Because Oh yeah. Like being a stay at home dad. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Like there's oh God, such yeah. a negative uh, stereotype on that, but for sure. Or, or like that. working with children, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's a 50, 50 shot that someone's going to think that that man is a pedophile. Which, mm-hmm. granted, there are pedophiles out there. Granted, there are women that fuck their way to the top out there. But I don't think that it it should be just like in like if you're a teacher, yep. I am going to assume that you're a pedophile, and you have to prove that you're not. Well, and that's mm-hmm. you're you're right on that because there's so many times like you you try so hard not to like you're just having a conversation with somebody, right? Like, mm-hmm. say you're at the park, kids are playing. There's another another mom there, whatever else. Mm-hmm. She's there with her kids, and you're just trying to have a conversation. Like, oh, this that, but. I feel like almost instantaneously, like, whoa, whoa, like there's already this wall up. I'm just trying to be a nice person and just have mm-hmm. a conversation, but I'm already got this stereotype, like, oh, you're a creeper, dude. What are you, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was are- an episode of, um, what, what would you do? That show? Oh, oh yeah. It? Yeah. It was like, um, male nannies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you- people would coming up to them, like, it's a, guy taking care of a ch- of a of a child like that right. that's not right and it's like no dude, Why is that yeah not i feel right. like sometimes in those situations you have to work as a man you would have to you have to work harder to prove you're not a creep mm-hmm. than than you really should have or, to or like like, you, yeah. like what you were saying like certain jobs like it has to has the stereotype where you have to have a certain sexual orientation right mm-hmm. like if you're right. in any kind of wrench turning knuckle busting kind of industry you have to be uh, a lesbian yes. or otherwise or yes. if you're in a like a, a sensitive air quote sensitive mm-hmm. uh, occupation you have to be uh, a, a gay person right mm-hmm. you have to be a gay man because why would you want to touch other people and be nice right and be sensitive and mm-hmm. shake yeah. your face and all that right yeah no when i was in automotive class i had even my own family members consistently like trying to be like okay but but you're a lesbian right like no what, what? like but so At least your school you're, could afford it. Yeah. <laughs> you're in automotive class and you're a girl and you're not trying to have sex with those guys. Like, so what's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? what? I just want to know I mean, how to do this. And not that there isn't a a mix of, of lesbians or, or gays mm-hmm. in the industry, because I know just from the own shop that I work now, mm-hmm. there's at least three. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just a mixed bag. And it's like, you don't it's not everywhere. Right. You know. I just, it's just that stereotype that comes with, oh, you want to do mechanical things as a woman, you got to be a lesbian. Yeah. Or like you're in denial if you're telling me that you're not a lesbian. I like to bake. This dude like big dick. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Right. It's just that kind of stuff. As opposed to little. I get get my own friends like, oh, you bake? I'm like, bitch, you just ate half of what I made. Like, shut the fuck up. You You had no problem eating it. Yeah. You had no problem eating it. Why do you got a problem with me making it? (laughs) Guess who's in the happier marriage? Right. And you know what's funny too is like baking. How the fuck did baking become this like associated with women thing? Because it's like a fucking science. I think it's just from we were talking earlier about the older generations and stuff. And 
home ec class, right? Yes. Back in the day, mm, it was I only was only women in there, uh-huh. or men that wanted to bang the or women, or men that wanted yeah. to bang the women. Yeah. Well, yeah. But even even like I I remember hearing my mom talk about like at one point in time when she was in school, you weren't allowed to take it as a male. Wow, like, you weren't allowed. We're what? from a very rural area. My yeah, yeah. Um, you weren't like like it was if you were in there, there was something wrong with you, mm-hmm. and no guy mm-hmm. wanted. Even, let's just say, even if he wanted to bang the dude, but he would have the connotation of being gay so even the girls in there would be like oh this dude's gay yeah and like we want nothing to do with him he's not a threat Mm -hmm. so he would just he would be an outcast on both sides like he was like hey i'm gonna go in here so i can be around these chicks yeah hopefully get lucky Mm -hmm. and they're like something's wrong with him Mm -hmm. he's the only dude in here and then all the guys are like why aren't you in wood shop auto Mm -hmm. shop whatever Mm -hmm. welding football drinking beers Yeah. yeah yeah like Tipping cows. Like this dude's gay. So now, now you're an outcast on tipping cows. Right. Now you're an outcast on both on both ends, you know. And you know what's funny is that it doesn't I don't feel like it goes both ways. No. Because on the flip side, like as a female that was in, you know, like automotive and wood shop and all that shit, right? I did a wood shop, yeah. It's like I was not outcast by the men. You're no, right. you Damn right, why? I wasn't. You want to know why? Because the men were in there like, dude, finally a female yeah. in this yes. motherfucker. Good like, looking one that yeah, right? we got a good looking female. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm totally, I'm, I'm, that's mine. I'm going to get that Dibs, one. Dibs, right? Like right. Yeah. 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 one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But you know, what's funny though is so like say in being an automotive class and I referenced that just because it was like, I was in it for sophomore, junior, senior year. Mm-hmm. It's two periods. Of, it was like fucking 50% of my high school education. Um, and although, like, no one, none of the guys really, like, pushed me out like I shouldn't be there. Like, they're all like, okay, cool. But no one wanted to be my partner. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't want my grade to be, like, hinging on you. So, and I always mm-hmm. looked at it, like, when I was in high school, I was like, let me get a, a female partner because I'm going to get a better grade because of her. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's smarter than me. They mature faster than me. Like, I'm going to get a better grade. I'm going to get a better grade. And in most cases, the art. Her handwriting's nicer. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least, well, at least. I like that architecture, all caps. Yeah. <laughs> her, her attention to detail will beat out my stupidity. It'll, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll yeah. cancel out. Yeah. Right? No. Um, side stereotype when we were talking about, like, women who are in the aviation industry, the ones that are gay happen to be some of the better ones. <laughs> And we made this joke earlier about them being able to reach in into tight places with, yeah. with yeah. certain appendages. With and, the extra two inches. And it's true. That's what we all know. It's mean, true. The sad yeah. part is it's true. Great like, motor skills. Well, and I think and they end up being better because in their mind, I already got this stipulation against me. So I got to work harder yes. To, yes. To, prove, 100%. to prove that I'm doing it. And they do. And every yeah. time they, they, you know, people talk to them, I'm like, I'm like, because, because. Like we're quality assurance now, right? We don't turn wrenches anymore, but mm-hmm. we'll see them out there. And the other guys talking to him, like they just fucking work circles around your ass. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was you like, you I was just like, have to show up, but she, this person she just did like, the same mm-hmm. job as you, and half the time, and passed in flying colors, and half the time, and I'm writing you up for a fail because you fucked up hey. on your process. Hey. 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 Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and the guy's like, this is bullshit. I'm like. Eat it. So, so, <laughs> so I know about the Billy thing. I have to take this out because I told this to Coyote um, on a on our behind the scenes thing. Oh um, my god! <laughs> Who is Coyote? I like that. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring her on. <laughs> okay. We met, we say like we'll we'll hit you up and see. We'll bring her on. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, we used to make the She's sex hilarious. jokes uh, with this one supervisor. Let's code name him Billy. We'll code name him Billy. Uh, every time Billy will call me out to inspect something because they lost <laughs> something or another. <laughs> 
I'll always make like some dumb sexual joke because he's very, very shy. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, six, uh, we lost something in this plane. Can you come look for it? Like, oh fuck, Billy. All right. And then, and then it's always somewhere like where I can't fit my hands into, but I'll try anyway. And, and we gotta time, try. And I'm in there. I'm fishing around, and the whole time I'm making like these stupid sex jokes. Like, oh yeah. fuck, Billy. <laughs> Oh, deeper. Where's the loop? It's so tight, Billy. And, and you just stare him in the eye, and they're like, oh. right. And at first, everyone's like, "What the hell is wrong with sex?" And it, but it got so common that even they started doing it. Right? Yeah. I, I start fishing it, and then they're all, "I'm sorry, fuck, Billy." <laughs> sorry, Aww. Billy. I'm sorry. Shout out to Billy. Shout out to Billy. And um. I get we told this to Coyote and I guess they started doing it at their show. <laughs> so imagine, right? Um, the, a girl doing this, right? Yes. Like fishing her head. Yes. Oh, Billy. Well, we had we had just just yesterday, right at work, we had uh, one of the, one of the girls, the lesbians, do that. She was doing that kind of stuff, and like even the managers, they had walked up behind and they were like. <laughs> I saw nothing. The best thing in the world is making. Like as a woman making a man uncomfortable, mm-hmm. it's just like like I live in a world it's of a men talent. making women uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So like being able to turn the tables feels like power. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to make say- a man feel uncomfortable is to talk about your period. I mean, Ooh. I'm so I'm so insensitive to that yeah. now. I, I don't get a period, and I just I could just pull that one out. I mean, really. no, I don't. No, because no. I have the Marina, so I don't get a period. Yeah. So that's that's a whole episode. So that just yeah. reminds me of when like I when <laughs> we had to go shopping for <laughs> hygiene. Yeah. Right. To like in the and, yeah. and, and and of course, right, it's always gonna be that one old person uh cashier that just happens to be the only one available to check you out. I'm like, oh, is these for you? Yes. No. Yes. I get yeah. lots that's of what I do. I'm like, are these for you? I'm like I'm like, they sure are. Absolutely. I was like, I'm going through the change. The change. <laughs> and then they just go, oh, and they close in on themselves yeah. like they don't know what to do. Oh yes. God. See, you see these? These are supers. I know what they're for. Yes. So in, in high this is like a tangent. In high school, I had a health teacher, a man, right? And he was like apparently like an Olympic wrestler and had an entire day talking about how tampons are the best way to stop a nosebleed. I mean, good. they are. Yeah, they're pretty good, actually. Yeah, they're really good, actually. Yeah. I had nasal surgery, and if I had had tampons, I would have shoved them up there. But anyway, that's oh, a yeah. sad how's that, story. How's the recovery going? Good. Yeah. It's still healing, but it's good. Is it like sort of the touch or is it? No, it's all right. It's I'm, just a little swollen. I'm not going to lie. When that episode came out, I could, I like did like the stupidest, embarrassing wheeze laugh. I'm like, I got, I got to breathe and a bunch of other things that follow. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Recovery was brutal, but it was all right. I'm all right now. <laughs> but six, you brought up an important metric earlier about 7% of aircraft maintenance, um, workers were women, women. Mm-hmm. it's about the same metric for women in the military or at least they this is true. in the in the marine mm-hmm. corps at least when mm-hmm. i was serving it was about six to seven percent and um i'm i'm remembering a story uh, that i read about a women a uh, woman pilot who was in uh, she was in flight school and one of her instructors made a comment about how he didn't want her flying when she was on her period um, Fuck him. Even what? though she was like, th- first of all, that has nothing to do with anything. But like, she was one of the top students in her class. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be successful. That'll make the rest of us men look like shit. So, I don't want you to be successful. Yeah, how dare you show while- me up? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, going on that, yeah. we had this one uh, female pilot who's been flying for like eight years already. Right? She's 
pretty much up there with one of the most highly qualified people. Her first ever deployment, they gave her the call. She didn't have a call sign and they gave her the call sign lube. And the fuck? Lube? Yeah, lube, like freaking oh Astroglide God. lube. Okay. Right? And, and so they ran, we ran with it for like a solid, like, I don't know, three weeks. And we never noticed it. And then we finally did like, say, ma'am, question. Why is your call sign lube? Right. And they go, well, we all get our call signs from our senior pilots and et cetera, et cetera. And they go, you know, we're going into country when we deploy, right? So you realize if we go down, we're all fucked, especially you. So if I were you, I would have your weapon on one side and have a little tube of Astroglide to go with it. When you get and in the and then <laughs> that's how her call sign Lou mm-hmm. came about. I'm like, that is so fucked up. What? Yes. The dark reality. Yeah. Or, or they'll have like some really ridiculous like lesbian-ish call signs like Lube or Butch or some other wild ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Oh, days! I just just way to like really hammer that home. Like, we don't want you here. Kind of mm-hmm. get what you were saying, right? Yeah, cool. Super glad I'm part of this unit. Really mm-hmm. helping out. So great. Morale. Yeah, Super morale. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really happy to be here in the desert. The same, the same pilot who went on to graduate, and of course, and became a pilot. I think in the Air Force. Um, she was flying in Afghanistan in 2009, and her helicopter was shot down. And, um, so, you know, she, uh, was injured a little bit, but she was still able to, uh, fire back at insurgents and, you know, eventually get her, uh, patients uh, evac to safety. Um, but she had tried to, uh, join a different MOS or military occupational specialty because she could no longer be a pilot because of her injury. And that, um, specialty was closed to women. So at the time, she actually uh, sued the Secretary of Defense uh, to repeal the combat exclusion policy, which barred women from combat roles, and she won. Oh, I heard. Okay. So because of her actions, and I mean, there were other women involved, of course, along with the ACLU, um, they, they started opening those combat roles to women, which were previously banned. So now because of her, you know, women are now allowed to go through infantry school and to become mm-hmm. infantry, even which was barred previously. So um, shout out to MJ Hagar, um, author of Shoot Like a Girl. Hey, hey. Raise the glass. Yes. Raise the glass. Yes. You know what that reminds me of? Um, the movie G.I. Jane. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's why. So she is the reason. So little side note, when that movie came out, when I graduated eighth grade and I was going into high school, ninth grade. So that movie is the reason why I shaved my head going you into did? ninth grade. Yeah. You I shaved had, your head? Wow. Wow. Head. Interesting. Because Interesting. of Demi Moore mm-hmm. in From that G.I. Jane. Jane. Wow. That's badass. Yeah. So we've actually had a couple of guests uh, or listeners who commented on ours who were women in combat arms like infantry artillery and stuff like that and they were telling us some of their experiences as they went through and a lot of that stuff where they were saying was very um engineered for them to fail mm-hmm. right yes. mm-hmm. like uh i think it was 2010 or 2011 when they did this big experiment to see how many women will go through infantry training mm-hmm. and pass mm-hmm. right they started like 24 and they only graduated four but mm-hmm. one got hurt and they only graduated three Mm -hmm. and they're saying like oh this is a victory for women because three made it but as they went back to interview them they said a lot of the stuff they pushed them through was pretty much destined to fail like they would have 
graduated well more had they not been really trying to push them out. Yeah, they modified. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say such as what? They, they modified some of the training to mm-hmm. like that they never have done even when it was only men. And then they modified certain obstacles or whatever they had to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard this one before. Be- so like basically yeah. the men were barely passing it to the point where the men mm. would barely pass it. Knowing full well the females would not. Would not pass it. Would not pass it. But yeah. it's something they had mm. to that point in the training or the vetting out. They never were doing that, that exercise. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to implement this new thing. Right now? That yeah. seems You haven't changed anything in 85 years, but. Now you're going to change it different. right now. Right now it's interesting. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been working on the litigation for it for a time and it's finally done. Oh, and okay. The, and the narrative is interesting because it's, the headline is always something along the lines of, you know, uh, women wash up during training or women fail training, but they don't talk about how the percentage of men who fail the same training, like right. it's yeah. tough uh-huh. training. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, kudos on those who actually even attempt the training, much less pass. Right. Or like in the example of G.I. Jane, right? With men going through Navy SEAL training, that's an 80% washout, mm-hmm. right? And you got one woman mm-hmm. who has like all the odds against them to begin with. Yeah. And we're like, oh, see, look, 100% women washout. Cool. But that was like one person mm-hmm. versus, again, versus the statistic of 80% men. Yeah, yeah. 80, 80% of men fail out of it. One, and the, but the headline is one woman failed. But what they don't say is 80% of those men who washed out, washed out in the first two weeks and she made it six weeks in. So she mm-hmm. made it two times, you know, t- mm-hmm. two times longer in the process. They did. And what did she fail out for? Oh, she couldn't make the cut. No, she, she broke her ankle, like mm-hmm. coming off of an obstacle or some shit. Like we got medically mm-hmm. relieved. Right. She can still mm-hmm. go through again, yeah. you know, but it supports the narrative sure. of that. They're not fit. For combat. I mean, that's the so, narrative that we see so often. In your mm-hmm. former role when you were active duty and doing the um, doing the publications and, and all that kind of stuff, could you were you were you by your superiors uh, limited to what you could and could report on? Could and could not report on. So let's say in that case we're talking about, you know, eighty percent of men wash out, mm-hmm. but the one woman does and they want you to report on that. Did you have the freedom to to flip the script and basically make it show where a positive light on the one on the one female and the negative on the 80 or your superiors like, no, you will report it this way. Well, the types of stories that I reported on had nothing to do with infantry training at all. Okay. So that was outside my jurisdiction. Gotcha. Um, I mean, when I was stationed at Paris Island, for instance, we would do stories on female drill instructors or, or male drill instructors and cool stories about recruits who overcame insurmountable odds to graduate and become a Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was deployed, I mean, the stories were, what were we doing overseas? We were building roads, building bridges and training Afghans to pull security for themselves. So I didn't really cover those types of stories. Um, but at the same time, you always kind of knew that the military times would cover those types of stories. Mm-hmm. So you know, I didn't really have an opportunity to do those kind of stories anyway. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was one of those where you could almost help change mm-hmm. change the, the narrative of things in a way. But, like, when I did cover stories of extraordinary recruits, for instance, or drill instructors who were, you know, just, you know, there was a... Um, well, this was a male recruit, but, like, he, he had to go through the crucible three times in order to graduate. Um, or he had to be in boot camp for a year, you know, because of injuries in order to graduate. Um, so I covered stories like that, but you know, 
I mean, there were, I mean, I, I had a leadership, so I had to have the story approved. So, I mean, it, it wasn't always Let me guess just, it was an all male leadership. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, it was mostly male leadership. Yeah. So like if I wanted to cover a story about, uh, when I was deployed, there was a story about a brother and sister who realized that they were brother and sister while they were deployed and oh. they were deployed together and they realized they had the same mom. But the my uh, my boss wouldn't let me publish the story because he had judgments about the mother and how she like just abandoned the children or whatever. I mean, it was just a, a weird, you know, like yeah. he yeah. he had judgments on her that had nothing to do with my story. But I wasn't able to publish the story. So yeah, there was some censorship there. But um, I don't know. It didn't really have anything to do with um, whether or not anyone was capable or strong enough so with your service time have you ever been with individuals or have you ever been to a situation where they never even considered that you served right like say like you show up like and you have your pastor id oh is your husband in the service like no i am <laughs> i've heard i a, serve bitch i've, heard <laughs> a lot, I've had yeah, a lot huh. of friends who've been in those instances um i i've luckily not really been in those instances, but I've had friends who've been to the VA and they mm. are there for an appointment for themselves. And they've been asked, are you here to pick up your husband? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I'm the veteran. Right. So like the appointments for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I'll even, and I'm really cognizant of that because if I'm there to park my car and then, or, you know, I'm like, Here's my, here's my yeah, ID. You have to over, overly justify yourself exactly. for being like, there. Like I have yeah. to prove that I'm worthy of being there, but I, I have to make an extra effort versus if you're just an, a, a dude, it's like, oh yeah, you, you automatically deserve to be here because you're mm -hmm. a dude and you assume to be a veteran. Or have you ever written, like when you say, oh, hey, I served in the military and someone like, okay, <laughs> right. Or they didn't believe you. <laughs> Yeah. Once I told uh, an older veteran that I was a, a Marine, he asked me what I did. And I said, I was a combat correspondent. He kind of like chuckled like, like, Oh, that's not like, a real job. Oh, because I was yeah. almost like, because I wasn't like infantry or something like, because I was a journalist kind of chuckled a little bit and I didn't really feed into that, but I was like, dude, I serve too. <laughs> right. So that reminds me of a sort of thing about stereotypes in the workplace for me, because I'm not prior service, but I work, on military aircraft and have been mm -hmm. a, uh, a civilian, most uh, a civilian contractor my whole career for the military. I also get judged mm. for not like, you know, you'd be talking to work and out talking about different stuff in the aircraft. And one guy was like, and I've spent a lot of time around military. So I know the certain isms here and there. And I'll be like, yeah. Oh, like, Oh, what branch were you? And I'm like, Oh, I didn't serve. Oh, you're one of those. Huh? Right. You're an honor. You get judged. Yeah. You get judged. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? Interesting. I get that. For me specifically, I get that one a lot. It's, you know, it's, and that's probably because they assumed you were. Yeah. Because like you, Just the way you, talk. you fit the description of a veteran and they're like, oh, you got me. And they're like, you got me. Yeah. yeah. Own what else would it be? Mm -hmm. you know? Or I yeah. see this a lot with women veterans, right? When they say, oh, I was a woman in the service. Like, oh, she, she had to have gotten like all the football players in the locker room kind of thing. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They had to have slept around. That's the only reason why they joined. Or um, that's one of the main reasons why they joined. Or they only served for so long because they just got tired of being dicked around in the barracks or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's... It's, it's interesting because, like, as a young Marine, you either... Like, you have... 
There's always this perception that if you're a woman living in the barracks, that you're like a barracks rat, you yep. know? And you could be a total angel or a prude, but you're, it's like you're either a prude or you're a barracks rat. There's no in between. There's no just like you're a normal person who mm-hmm. has relationships. You're either a prude or a barracks rat. Or it's kind of like that college so a thing, rat right? is like a hoe a or something? A barracks rat is like a hoe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. Or, or, or it's like, a, like a barracks she's, uh, she has a, she has a, she's waiting to be opened up, right? Like, right. Yeah. Like, like, she's oh. just playing hard to get. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. That goes into like a whole bunch of stereo, I mean, sexual harassment kind of things where they get that hostile environment where they just wear down your defenses. Like That's they'll, the whole episode. they'll encircle mm-hmm. you and just kind of wait, wait around there until you're tired of treading water until someone like Ugh. attacks you and stuff like that. Terrible. Yeah. I will say one stereotype that I used to have, and this ties into like our um, podcast. I used to think that guys that owned cats were sissies. <laughs> you know what? But that's not the case. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I can see. I mean, I, I remember growing up in here and like, like, you have a dog? No, but we have a cat. Oh. Like, oh. Yeah. Ju- like, yeah. Immediate and judgment. And they're, only, and they're only like you and your brothers? You don't have any sisters? No, nope, just me and my brothers. And my cat. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I, mean? I went. I, I didn't. We think like to a, bake rosemary bread. <laughs> yeah. So we like, like to bake bread. So what I th- what no, I used that to makes th- it. I never had cats. I always <laughs> I always had dogs, and I got two of them right now. But. So how I how I thought with people with that cats, cancels out. It was like it wasn't like uh, like it was more like a therapy thing, right? Like the cats kind of like my loneliness kind of thing. They mm-hmm. they're the only animal that tolerates me kind of bit, right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But um, I was reading this thing from a friend that posted is like people who like cats. They um they know that there's nothing in their control. Like they pretty much arrest control to the cat. Mm-hmm. They just kind of deal with it. Whatever the cat gives you, like your cat gives you attention. Oh hey, you like me today? Or the cat like just doesn't see you for the whole day. Like oh, okay, yeah. whatever. Interesting. Versus like a dog, right? You're like most people who really drive that, like oh dogs rule and cats suck. They're usually the mm-hmm. type that's all about controlling things, mm-hmm. right? They kind of like have that lord master mentality, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, I lord over you. You sit when I tell you to. Yeah. You come you when I tell you to. Me. Right? I okay. am the shit and you will <laughs> like it. Right? Versus like with a cat, right? You kind of just have to deal with it. Just like, here's your food. Here's your poop. Here's your poop pad. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at it as like with dogs. I'm like, if I had a cat, the cat doesn't care whether I'm there or not. The no. dog's at least happy to see me mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know what I mean? mean <laughs> unless you have a cat like mine. Right. Yeah. Your cat's too. Like, as soon as I come in, I was like. Well, hello, Come right around the yeah. plant right here. Yeah. Oh man! Well, hello, oh, hey, what's going on with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's happening, friend? They gave me all the attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think cats. Men with cat. cats are adorable, by the way. No, I think that now, but or any animals really, but but like, like when I was younger, adorable. Yeah. I love it. Really, ferrets. I love it. Yeah. I totally want a ferret. I'm not gonna lie. I would want a ferret. <laughs> Ferrets, squirrels, cats, dogs. Squirrels. I love an it all. alligator. Oh, oh my god! Trash, trash pandas. I love trash pandas. Trash pandas. Trash pandas. Trash pandas. So pandas. A, a, buddy mine, a buddy of mine growing up had uh, his grandfather had a pet raccoon. He found it. It fell on out of a tree when it was a baby, and he had just raised it, and it's been with it was with I him till it died. Panda. I hear though, skunks are better than. Like one that. of the best animals mm-hmm. to have, really? just have the stink bag removed, but they're like the best. You can pet have you it can removed. Have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great the thing to bag. know. So they can't. They can't. And just get a baby. Yeah. Just get a baby. Skunk and they're relatively. And they're pretty clean animals for the wow. most part. Yeah. They're I had a so friend cute. that had yeah. a pet llama, and I thought he was just the cutest oh, guy. Yeah, we had friends that had a whole llama farm. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Really, anyone who can take care of a pet, I think, is 
just the responsibility. Yeah. The responsibility of caring for a, a, another creature, you know, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Compassion. We had mm-hmm. pigs growing up. I actually want to get another, we had a bunch of pigs growing up, but I'd like to get a, a little pot belly pig. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I kind of so want much. one of those that, that they, like they don't grow no bigger than the size of a pygmy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh like the God. size of a cat. <laughs> if you ever around. get a little piglet, we'll travel to you to do an episode. No. So I wanted to get a little piglet, right? And I was doing research on it because I really, really, really wanted to do it. But mm-hmm. I heard that there are some people that will market these like tiny little piglets as piglets. And then, then they, they sell them to you and to then they turn size. into a Oh, you got your, you got your wish.com pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get your Amazon. You got your wish.com pig. Pretty much. What are you going to yeah. do with So, so you just got a, a piglet cat. A piglet cat. Yeah. Now, what about. I do. Okay. How do you guys. How do you ladies feel about dudes with snakes? Oh, I love it. Oh, my old really? my, my dad had a snake on his baby. A boa constrictor. I love reptiles. You know, oh. it's yeah, a good combination. Boa constrictor whole, and we newborn did a whole babies. Shoot. Oh, that's right. Well, that's right. Yeah. Snakes. We love snakes. So I it's either you either people either love them or hate them, love. right? We love them. Our our friend Wes has 18 snakes. Um ranging from tiny them? hand snakes mm-hmm. to oh, okay. to yeah. big snakes, and they're they're really sweet and domesticated. So one of my roommates uh years ago after that whole fiasco I talked about in the last episode, we had an apartment, but he had uh, like six snakes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he had, uh, we had an aquarium out in the living room and it was for all of his uh, aquatic turtles. So he, he likes reptiles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I'm sitting there. He was in Vegas one weekend with his family and I'm sitting there on the couch, you know, it's like Saturday night. I'm just chilling, watching TV. And I see something out of the corner of my eye come up over the back of the <gasps> couch. And I'm like, Oh my God. That's my eyes just got real big and I was like, I don't want to look. Anyone that has reptiles has some sort of story yep. about them escaping. Yes. Yep. My sister's got a whole second bedroom of lizards, frogs, snakes, all of it. But I, I was yeah. turning to look and it was his biggest snake, his biggest ball, her biggest ball python. And at the time she was like eight feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was turning, I was like, oh, hey baby. <laughs> Hey, friend. friend. <laughs> We're all Satan. good here. We're all a couple of guys hanging yeah. out, you know? Like, Hello, Satan. No. So, I what did, did you do? Did you put it away or did you just. So, I, I caught him. I was like, your, your snake's out. It's out of the cage, you know? <laughs> yeah, I caught snakes and stuff like black rat snakes and everything growing up. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the last time he had me feed a snake, she bit me. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so I was kind of like, I don't want to. I mean, it I don't want to fuck with you. Worse your... than this. Yeah, this is a fucking cat. Her boss is psycho. That keeps scratching her. Scratched Amanda's leg. And left the just that lovely Ooh, yeah. This yeah. this is the kind of asshole cat that makes all cats look bad. Right, yeah. The the, the, the stereotype what the you hear in movies or see memes about. Yeah. Yeah. Circle around. But imagine really, that. my two are adorable and very sweet. And mine too. So you have cats, you have a cat. We all have cats. Yeah. Cats. This is actually the first cat I had. It would be hard to have, I think, a dog of any size. Like and live in live down LA, in LA. Yeah, yeah because yeah, be before LA, when I was back in Illinois and Chicago, I had two huskies. Oh yeah, Aww. yeah, cute. That's what you got. Hey, hey. I always grew up with boxers, and now I have a pit bull. Oh. I got her from the pound. Oh. She's nine years old. I got her when she was three, and then I got a little fat cow of a bulldog. <laughs> She's in there crying. Yeah. I heard cat. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I don't know if you've ever seen this image. It's a really old image uh, from like, I think World War II of this Marine who it's a black and white image of a Marine who's deployed in the field and he's 
bottle feeding a baby kitten. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that video. It's the sweetest uh, thing I've ever seen because you don't think of a a hard-charging Marine like being a really compassionate, gentle person. I think of one of those, especially if you're in World War II and you're somewhere in Europe sitting in a trench and you're like, there's this kitten. I just need some escape from the hell that I'm in right now. So if it's me taking care of this kitten... Yeah. You got it. It is yeah. the sweetest oh, photo yeah. I think I've ever seen yeah. in my life. And, and, no, I've seen it. and I think that's also like kidding. just being so high strung, like you were saying for so yeah. long. Like example is everything a, is dead. A very, yeah, how do I very yeah. low notch example was Bob Ross, right? Mm-hmm. He said, per his words, he was like a total du- asshole, like instruct, drone instructor type. And then he burned out so much of that. that he said, you know what? I'm never going to yell no more. I'm going to mm-hmm. grow my hair out. I'm going to start painting. Happy little yeah. trees. So you know why Happy he, little you know why he got stuck with that fro though? It's because he was cheap. And he went and got a perm done, so he wouldn't have to get his hair cut as much. And that became such a part of his image that the they told him not to cut his hair. He oh said, God. "You can't cut your hair anymore because that's what you're kind of known for." Really? And so I he was that. stuck. So he, was hated. he said he hated it. He I hated love it. Bob He's Ross. like, "I wanted to cut it so bad, but I, they wouldn't." I have let me so cut much it. respect for Bob Ross. I love him. He's just so soothing. But yeah, but yeah and like, Mr. Rogers. Guys, I, I watch him a lot yeah, when I go to sleep. That's why they do it. That's why they play so late. A man and his kitten. A man and his paint. Respect. Much respect. <sighs> but back like, to yeah. stereotypes. Mm-hmm. What about in the photography side of things? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm lucky enough that I think it's equalizing oh, yeah. fairly well. Because um, even like in high school when I was in photography class, um, it was it was fairly equal. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think the beauty in anything with art in general is that you can, you can like, <laughs> she, she's in there screaming still. Um, yeah. I, I think that it's a little more accepting, like, like women in photography or tech stuff like that was more accepting for me personally, at least than what, than it was in like automotive class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I think that it's the type of, I don't know, stereotype for what belongs in this group, if you will, like the, the stereotype of the person that is a mechanic is something so far different than the stereotype of the person that is a photographer or an artist mm-hmm. already. So there's like less bridge to gap, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll so. have, I'll say like some, I think a little bit of stereotype that I've seen anyway with photography is most women will take stuff that's a little bit more intimate and personal, mm-hmm. right? Like up close Versus men, they like to do stuff that's in action. I want to see your tits and pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Like in action. Like it has to be big and grandeur. Yeah, it's sports or if it's of any kind of portraiture. It's like, I want something that's going to like provoke me to feel enticed by your body or something. Instead of, yeah, like some sort of like more emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. At least with portraits, that's, that's my analysis the mm-hmm. photography thing you you're reminding me of now film directors we look at the number of uh film uh directors who are women uh mm-hmm. how many graduate from film school yet how many actually get to direct big budget hollywood win oscars films? Mm-hmm. right how many oscar winners do we have who are women uh, we have and there's also a <laughs> What's what's the phrase? There's a, a less of leeway for failure mm-hmm. with women directors. Um, like there was a lot of uh, people hating on like the Ghostbusters film that was like all women, right? Mm-hmm. And you have you know uh, male directors who you know can can also direct flops. 
and they get a lot more leeway and they get, you know, signed on to, to direct big budget films right after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like what you were saying about like, um, you know, the women mechanics that mm-hmm. are, you know, like doing it faster, better, everything. It's like, yeah, because you have this mentality of already like you're already out of place. So I have to prove myself and I have to do it the best that I can as fast as yeah. I can. I'm all there I'm, is no leeway. Yeah. I'm already behind the curve in yes. the industry's eyes. So now I have to go above and beyond mm-hmm. to create this. And could you imagine an entire workforce, including the whatever 90% of men or however, whatever percentage of more men, if everyone worked that way? Oh, yeah. I mean, Ooh. Ooh. if men worked as Ooh. hard as the woman did Mind in the alone. field that she shouldn't, quote unquote, be in. If everyone felt like they had to prove themselves. I think we'd already be harder. living on other planets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like visiting just, Mars and stuff. Yeah. We'd week. already be there. Oh, yeah. my God. That's insane. To yeah. Me. That, that's a good one. I like that. Nice thought experiment. Exactly. Hey. Ship what, of Theseus. What's it smell like? <laughs> I'm thinking of like. I'm hungry. Anna's smelling herself. Um, She's hangry. <laughs> are, are you a hangry type? Well, okay. So that, that sparks a little <laughs> thought in my brain, right? Okay. So the the common um, put down for a woman to be on most any job that she isn't Ooh. already on, right, is mm-hmm. the, the just humanity of being a woman, right? You get your period. You're emotional. That's why you can't do this job. Mm-hmm. So are there things... And I, I know that you guys aren't necessarily in fields that are not male dominated, but are there things that you can think of that put that are like a preconceived notion that put you at a disadvantage, right? Like, I, I guess technically, like when I was talking about taking care of kids, right? Like, you think there's like a preconceived notion that men can't be compassionate, therefore they shouldn't be yeah. caretakers? Yeah, or, you know, well, like yeah. in aviation, if you show any weakness at all mm-hmm. by being overly kind or whatever else, you're immediately... Mm-hmm. So, wow. so this out. so this went on to that topic I said we were addressed earlier where they say like they would discriminate the job hiring process just based solely on your sex or gender. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like say, man, if I come off to you nice, my hands are soft or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, doesn't, he'd yeah. probably like a lazy piece of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or say like a woman comes by, she wants to You're be like I just moisturize every night. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, like, like, so like for me, right? When I was doing work on the floor and my, one of my lead mechanics right now. I wore rubber gloves for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Because yeah. a lot of because the chemicals. Because you're things, a smart man and no woman wants greasy fingers in her pussy. And no, yeah. yeah, no, no, Ooh, no girl wants nasty fucking yeah. grease filled like sandpaper. fingers up in yeah. her. Right? Yeah. Sandpaper. So, <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was a thought process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but a lot of what we deal with on a daily is, is caustic chemicals, right? Yeah. That shit's horrendous for your skin. Yes. So I look at it as from a, I'm just hopefully, I don't want cancer I'm hopefully to staying die. off yeah. cancer for yeah. as long as I can. You know what I mean? And so I, we, but because of that, I got made fun of every day for wearing gloves, even if it was just the point of putting on normal, like mm-hmm. mechanics gloves and going out and hooking up a tow bar to the aircraft or whatever. Mm-hmm. You got made fun of like, oh, you got those sissy Yeah, hands. but I I'm can like, grip this better. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and you got a big ass gash on yours for. Yeah. From safety wire, like I don't got that. Your hands yeah. are horrendous. But that's yeah. it, it's that and like, from the male to male, right? You you get you know you're, you're a fucking say, pussy because you should you don't be like I'm protecting shit. my manicure. Oh, <laughs> just to like so, double so up. Yeah. I wish I could claim that I did this, but it was another guy on the floor. Oh, yeah, and he's like, Nah, man, I'm keeping my hands off for your girl. I overheard and I was like, Damn it! Why couldn't I have thought of that? You know what I mean? Like. Saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was in automotive class, right? And it was like, yeah, all the time. It was like, no, I, 
No, I think I know what your nails look like. I know what your fingers look like. I know yeah. what your hands feel like. No, mm-hmm. it's like no, it's a, I guess for some people, it's a uh, it's a, right a, even passage. if they wash their hands, like there's still dirt stuck in the grooves mm-hmm. of their fingers and stuff. And for them, it's because like, a, oh, that's an honest day's work. I'm like, I, I was just gonna say the same thing. Too, like this you know? is this is me showing how hard I worked because yeah. like, no. my work can't speak for itself. Therefore, I need some sort of actual presentation right. of how hard I worked. By not using any proper protective right. equipment. Right, and it's not how right, hard yeah. you worked. It's just how Weird. fucking egotistical and stupid you think that this, like, peacocking thing is. Yeah. Right, and and, this, and the same goes, we were saying, like, with the women, as far as them getting hired, right? Oh, why do you want this job? Oh, are you supporting? Is this all you can do? Because I like um, to eat. Yeah. Or, so, or it's one of those, like, because I think planes are cool too yeah, like, sure. i can like planes you because know I yeah. to to school for this? Yeah. 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 because i just spent mm-hmm. 30 plus grand on getting the license to, to yeah. do this like right yeah. it's amazing too and and i wonder how much of this is also like rooted in our upbringing because say with my mm. my being an automotive class in high school right my dad obviously fucking worked on cars all the time he loved fucking racing all of that shit and so I, here I am, like, I want my dad's attention. I'm going to be in automotive class. I'm going to do all this stuff. I think it's like, I'm trying to absorb all of this as fast as I can. On the flip side, he's like taking my brother to like the Indy 500. My brother has no fucking Aww. interest in interest it. Yeah. at all. He's there like literally like drawing the whole time the race is going on. And there's me at home watching it on TV being like, God damn it. I wish I was there. Yeah. And it's just like this stereotype, like he's my son. So I have to take my son to the race. And he doesn't give a fuck and he never did. Right. Yep. And yet there's me that's like, what, like how much more can I prove that I'm interested in this to like get my dad's attention? Mm-hmm. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think, and I think that goes into like, we, this was with Travis where he says it, it comes down to a, like a choice. It's either you're going to want to be like them because you feel you have no choice or you're going to do something completely opposite of them because you feel like you have no better choice. Like example was the alcoholic thing. My dad was an alcoholic. So one is going to feel like I have to be one because my dad was one. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other one is going to say, I want nothing to do with it mm-hmm. because he was one. Like, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. You reminded me of something. Um, when, like when I was in a uh, high school marching band, for instance, we had like one male flute player. Every other flute player was a woman, but like the males were expected to play like, you know, horns and trumpets and percussion, percussion. the the drum line. And if you played the flute, you were like kind of looked at like a wuss, but you know, Hey, like an instrument's an instrument. My mom was the clarinet, right? It was like like everyone, if you play the flute or the clarinet, oh, instant. He Mm -hmm. has to be. So I think about that. I think back to high school too. Like, the band kids got made fun of a lot, especially the male band kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, and all the, all the athletes, right. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't who played sports. They always made fun of the band kids. But as an adult, I look back and say, what a fucking talent, man. I wish I knew how to play an yeah. instrument that yeah, good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like they know how to read music. They know how to play the instrument. They know just, this guy can kick a ball and run. Right. You know what I mean? And then, like, and then you hear all the, like, so the stories from band camps and stuff like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have really took band serious. I really should. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but but same thing. Like or uh, making apple pies. Yes. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> well, no, so no, so no, no, so, no, so, so people people make fun of you know they again with the whole baking thing. And people go like, "You bake?" I'm like, "Yeah," because you know who really likes to eat more than me? Women. Women. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know Literally. I, mean? I was like, "You know what women really like, but they'll never admit that they like bread." 
And the way to our hearts is through our stomachs. Yes. Yes. I mean, I think that's humans or in general. I think so. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, if she ain't hangry, she ain't yelling at me. You cracked the code. That's really smart. You cracked the code. I got made fun of because I did I did my junior and senior year, I did the school play. Oh, me too. Yeah. And it was and like Initially, going into it, I got made fun of by the guys I played sports with or whatever else. Yeah. But then I did. I was like, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. I had a lot of fun. That's and another like, thing. Like, oh, if you do theater, you must be gay. Like, mm, Does no, every Hollywood star, like, were they, are they right? gay too? Is everyone Hollywood actor and it's, gay? It's, yeah. like, no. really interesting to reflect on that. Yeah, because I think most young, like, high school teenagers idolize celebrities and movie stars. Yeah. Yet make fun of the people that are doing that, that are, you know, in high school. Yeah, that are interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And Um, and I got into it because I'm not very intelligent in math. And I I was failing my math class and my math teacher at the time, she was also the director of the school play. Hey, smart. And I was like, I was, and her name was Mrs. English. And I was like, Mrs. English. I was like, what can I do? To just get a passing grade, please. I don't want to fail. You know, mm-hmm. and she was like, Well, my lead uh, for the play just Dropped got out. suspended hey! for, for getting into a fight or whatever. And, I was, and she's like, I need somebody to fill in, but the play is in two weeks. Can you do it? Yes. Say no more. <laughs> I got it. And then I, did, and I had such a good time. You brought time. her a loaf of bread I and had. you got to practicing those lines. <laughs> she wasn't angry anymore. She, she got, and, I, and I learned it in two weeks. I had such a, a blast in that mm. time. And I was like, I'm going to do it. My, I'm going to do it to senior year too. And so I did. Ooh, yes. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Just jacking around and, and being uh, somebody different you know what I mean yeah. so, so we were talking about work stereotypes going on what he was saying I think a bigger one is like just relationship stereotypes as well mm. like just being sensitive to ask you stuff yeah. or to be admit that you like certain not so manly stuff right aka baking or like I like cats or just being uh, comfortable with yeah. who you are and what yeah, you just like. liking what yeah. you like yeah yeah, yeah. Like I like Dungeons and Dragons or some 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 yeah, other stuff like that. Yeah, and you know who you know who shits on that? The person that's insecure, the fucking beta, the immature. Yeah. Ooh, here we go with beta stuff. Hey, Ooh. fucking beta bitches here. We're yeah. alpha as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if a guy tells me that he loves sangria and manicures, I'm like, Perfect. yay! <laughs> I want to go get manicures with my boy, my man. Yeah, absolutely. I've never done one, but I'm down for it. Yeah, like. Like, so relaxing. Foot, foot massage, why not? No, why I love, not? I have a friend that's like masculine as fuck, right? And like very like emotionally intelligent, very successful and all that. And he's like, no woman wants a man with crusty feet, bro. Just go exactly. get your fucking feet filed yeah. down. Or crusty fucking hands. <laughs> yeah. Or dry as fuck skin or ashy as fuck. Yeah, like, 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 nobody you wants look gross. You can't, you yeah, can't you look, manicure you look sick. Is what you look, you know. <laughs> Unhealthy, yeah. yeah. If you were a dog, if you shit. were a dog, I'd put you down. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You don't do this with your car. Right. Why would you do this with your body? Right. Yeah. yeah. Six oh, you gotta go put right. in. All right. More coins. Renew. More coins. More right. coins. Oh my gosh. On that, on that, on that note, ladies. On that note, should we close out this episode by thanking a few folks? Yes. Who are we gonna thank? Well, first of all, we'd love to thank our guests on this very important and special podcast, the yeah. Canceled for Maintenance uh, podcast. Friends, we have. Oh, can we? Yeah, can we do this more often? We should because the face to face conversations are, are so, much so much better. Fun. So much fun. Yeah. Yes. So much better. So much. Really not that react. far apart. 
I think we made it here in an hour. An hour. Oh, yeah. okay. That's it. That's it. Oh shit! Made it down in no time at all. We could go up there. DTM road trip. We could hey. go on a road trip. Yeah, hey. and if we can find, we could even find a studio or middle something ground. too. Like, yeah. we don't even have to find a middle ground, but even if it was like a studio or whatever, where we could do that too, it'd be fun. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Either way, we were just talking this morning about DTM uh, field trips. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we we're talking about the same thing too because a lot of, we have a. A lot of listeners like in the Philippines, Australia, Europe and stuff. And so they're like, hey, if you guys ever find yourselves over this way, like hit us up. We'd like to show you around where we work and do whatever. And I was like, Man, if we could find somebody to let's fund go to the Philippines, fucking <laughs> tour. We, yeah, yeah, we need like band tour T-shirts. Band tour, right? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a way team. Yeah. Yeah. Dates and times and locations. We, we definitely thank you for having us on, yeah, and likewise for RN for letting us. Yes, this has been magic. It's been fun to collab with you guys. We like to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to keep producing episodes, bring on guests, and keep Shoreline ever the happy to produce our show. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Stephanie Boltman, Jenny Dignan, Ryan Frushauer, Daniel Schubert, and Steven Shivers. Thank you all, our patrons, so much for all your support and, again, your patronage. If you have ideas, topics, or stories for the show, or you would like to be a guest on the show, visit cancelformaintenance.com and drop us a line on our Contact Us section. We will do whatever we can to get you and or your ideas onto the show. Check out our sponsor, Rockwell Time, for all sorts of outdoors and sporting apparel such as watches, safety-rated sunglasses, and snowboarding goods. Visit rockwelltime.com, use code CX4MX, and save 10% off your purchases. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cancelformaintenance. Patronage, again, allows us to continue making episodes and maintain our gear. Patrons also get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord, and discounts to our upcoming merch.